0: Farts! Your
1: goddamn farts!
2: (laughs) I assume he's actually yeah, he's in the this channel, so he's recording. I
3: had a steak in front of me. I would fuck it. (laughs) 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 Uh,
2: Yeah, that movie's fucking great. Sexual
1: tension art house the movie.
2: Yeah. (laughs) That's basically yeah. that's largely all that it is, yeah, yeah, did you see that someone bought that uh that mermaid uh oh yeah, that's it.
1: uh-huh, yeah, yeah, i yeah. uh from the auction the a twenty four auction yeah, uh, I don't know how much it went for, but I wanted it um, I saw very recently, let's see it's probably way more than I could ever afford i did want I did want buy some stuff from the witch,
2: but uh. Yeah hundred and ten thousand dollars
1: yeah no thank you <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy
2: Fuck uh, that
0: number.
2: oh you so. can actually buy the light too are we are yeah is this official are we doing the thing no i mean we can like declare a start time and then start it
1: okay well
2: or we could just now we're doing it. i don't care
1: yeah we're just doing it why don't we just fucking start
2: now all right, we're starting hey Everybody, out. welcome. Hey, it's a thing. <laughs> welcome to the thing. I Hold am. Up. I am one of your hosts of this thing. You I are am another one of your hosts.
1: <laughs> I am also one of your hosts. Wow. Although I think Dave, you're the official host for this one.
2: That's right. Yeah. This one is me. I uh I am not surprised by this, and I was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, God! Now I have just like mermaid vagina all over my screen here. Uh, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of uh, lighthouse stuff. I'm next sorry, to, uh... what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the very large mermaid vagina in the lighthouse. Explained. Yeah, and
3: and may I may I just say. Bless them for for finally making a mermaid with a vagina. Where <laughs> you get the best of both worlds. You no longer have to decide. Well, the the lady part is the bottom half, but the fish part is the top half, or vice yeah. versa. You get the best right. of both worlds now.
2: Yeah, the, the best bank. of both worlds. <laughs> Thank you very much to uh to Robert Eggers or whatever uh for uh, or, or
3: as we like to call him Reggers.
2: <laughs> the Eggman.
3: The Eggman
2: coming Goo goo go, go, go.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, uh, yeah,
1: but, uh thanks, thanks Robert for that visual for uh so uh, much of that
2: movie is so odd to look at. Yeah, it's uh it's weird. Why did I Google this? Oh god, what am I doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, see, see, Now you're gonna make me Google mermaid vagina. I'm not yeah. gonna do this. I'm not That's, gonna. I'm not gonna do it.
1: It's on my Google search history now. You know the FBI guy who's like in on this podcast right now is probably like, what the uh, fuck are they doing?
2: Yeah, right, <laughs> the dude assigned just to us. Yeah, uh, his his
3: name is uh, his his name is Joseph. Jo- <laughs> Joseph.
2: Joseph. 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 Not, <laughs> not Joe. Not Joey. Joseph. He's, Joseph. Very, he's very particular about it.
1: Yes, I'd I, I like to think his name is Joseph he, T. Nelson.
3: He
2: might be Mormon. <laughs> he, he might be. That's why he
3: insists on going by Joseph. <laughs> that's a thing I imagine Mormons do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Our Mormon FBI agent is named Joseph to Joseph honor Fair. his people. Joseph, Joseph. Has to
3: suffer through our our commentaries and our our spicy hot takes on world affairs and and <laughs> casual Joseph. Uh, and bigotry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Joseph and the amazing Technicolor security job.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's right. This is like eating a sad stack of Funyuns and listening to this. Yep. Uh, I actually, I really, I pity the people who have to monitor the boringness of American dialogue. I know over and over. Yeah, like people are actually truly boring, and I don't think people like know that. I love the uh,
1: (laughs) the House of Cards. Do you remember that episode of House of Cards where they like use that? It's basically like a gigantic uh, Freedom of Information Act supercomputer that like. Taps in on all these hit words that Americans use, and there's this crazy guy who works at the office. He's just like doing tai chi while this thing's printing out all the main hit words oh, of America. Do you remember that?
2: I do remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's this like wild scene where this dude, this big nerdy bald guy, is just in like an ugly brown suit, and he's like doing like karate poses while this giant
2: computer behind him is like
1: spying on the american public <laughs>
2: it's like I, I feel like it was in the lead up to the nomination or whatever yes. maybe it wasn't was yeah, it no, I, I think it was oh, yeah, yeah. it was part of uh yeah it was part was, of the, his campaign
1: yeah it's trying to figure out what words really snapped with americans so they just fucking use the freedom of
2: information act to do that why the hell not yeah <laughs> take it's, that it's it's never been good for anything, so why not just let it keep being evil? <laughs> oh no, not the Freedom of Information Act. Or no, that's, yeah, no, the um, the, the Patriot of Information Act. Yeah, the <laughs> Patriot Act. <laughs> right. Name it something
1: patriotic, so people don't know that we're fucking spying on them,
2: dude. Right. If you want people to support something bad, either just call it patriotic without justification, or make it right. really, really boring so they don't care to research it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, either either fly the flag or just like bore the hell out of people
3: yeah the the fenstein mccrowley act uh <laughs> pursuant to subsection 183 <laughs> right no one's ever gonna look at look that up because it sounds too boring but what it says is that you're fucking spying on people indiscriminately
2: yeah, yeah right if you put anything after the word subsuant to, no one cares.
1: America, we're fucking spying on people indiscriminately.
2: <laughs> God, they really ought to tuck that in the corner of the flag.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, anyway, hi, everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, the, to, oh, yeah. to the nice oh. people, hello. Um, oh, shit. yet another uh yet another week or month or so of nothing bad at all is happening and uh, yeah nothing bad everything is good uh it's actually really good good.
1: the world totally hasn't fallen completely and totally apart since the uh (laughs) the last time we did this podcast it just keeps
2: getting gnarlier man (laughs) yeah
1: it's bad it's not good
2: uh, um, it's, it's actually kind of stupefying to me uh, how it continues to get worse
1: yeah right? it, it, <laughs> you it, wouldn't it, think it, much is worse it, than
2: oh, I'm sorry go ahead no you're good I was just saying like you, you couldn't imagine things getting much worse than worldwide disease you know and pandemic and then oh also there might be a race war or not we can't tell um, it's just it's just heating up
3: we're I mean we've we've ticked two of the four boxes for uh horsemen of the apocalypse. So, I mean all we need now is is uh famine and death.
2: <laughs> Boy, I'm not sure we don't have death already, so now it's just yeah, famine. Like
3: what the hell is the difference between pestilence and death? Like obviously pestilence and disease is going to beget death. Like why are those two separate horsemen? I would make the I would make the four I would Yeah concatenate those into the same horsemen.
2: God is very Cat. inefficient with his horsemen.
3: Yeah, I would think Cat and they <laughs> go into the same horseman and and make the fourth horseman, uh, God, something like I don't the know, rib, the McRib. <laughs> um, God, fucking, uh, I don't know,
2: uh, uh, uh TikTok.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Make the make the fourth horseman something like uh the planet dying.
4: <laughs>
3: oh,
2: you
1: mean like it is?
2: Oh, oh, just the planet. Yeah, time.
3: exactly. Like, like, make the fourth horseman. Uh, uh, I don't know. Carbon emissions.
2: Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. God, you know, that would make sense if you were an omniscient god who knew that in the future that would happen. <laughs> but unfortunately, if you're just kind of wandering the Middle East writing down whatever comes up to the top of your head, maybe you wouldn't think that far into the future.
3: <laughs> but my yeah. but my lord, he asked upon the revelation, "What what are carbon emissions?" <laughs> Don't ask questions. Remember what happened to Job. <laughs>
2: Uh. Do it, fight me, you won't do it. Do it.
3: <laughs> come at me, pussy.
2: <laughs> Lo, I am God, come at me, me. pussy. <laughs> God's a in an
1: affliction t-shirt.
3: Approaches me with hostile intents, brethren.
2: <laughs> 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 this is, I really like that idea of just like, like a very modern day version of the spiteful, angry, mean, jealous God of like, especially of the old testament yeah. <laughs> just like just sitting there with a with a miller in hand going, Come on, pussy. I you did touch me. You won't touch me. What well, I you say. Th-
3: think the miller is bad. You should you should wait until he starts shooting fireball fucking uh,
2: <laughs> Yeah. Right fucking
3: putting uh putting trap house on, on the jukebox
2: <laughs> just right around 9 p.m. when he, he slips <laughs> into Mr. Hyde mode. and then he's the really angry god yeah (laughs) god actually that makes i don't know if i've ever it's ever occurred to me of a more reasonable explanation for the fickle and um waffly nature of the old testament god than he just gets really drunk and then he's just mean (laughs) yeah that's uh, (laughs) actually
1: that's probably about as accurate as it could get i mean shit if
3: if you if you created humankind and you had to watch them do the sorts of shit that they do, especially for your approval, wouldn't you drink heavily too? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a lot of uh yeah, it's a lot on the shoulders, isn't it? <laughs> hmm. So religion <laughs> nah, <take> that one. <laughs> uh,
1: take that, religious people. Again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um Shoot. Uh, do uh, do we just want to talk about why we're fucked? Does, yeah, might, we like a... A little... Sorry, guys, we're a little out of practice here. Yeah, I'm a little. Yeah, it's uh. Got to get this Casting back. Wow. Hey, bitty bow. Anyway, we uh. So uh,
3: we got uh reasons why we're fucked maybe
2: i definitely have one we started to talk about it uh i could definitely go first
1: yeah you might as well start it's your episode yeah. right? you're supposed to be guiding us
2: uh okay so uh yesterday i learned of something that happened maybe two days prior to that it is a sad day uh on which i report that the 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 legendary Fens treasure which I spent some time out in uh, the, uh, the Rocky Mountains area a couple of years ago looking for, uh, has been found,
0: and uh, it
2: is no more. Um, it's uh, so Forrest Fenn, the guy who hid the treasure, confirmed that a treasure hunter, uh, you know, messaged him about it, sent him a picture and that what he sent him was enough for him to confirm that the treasure is found. Uh, and he, he basically said, you know, he's a little sad, but it was a good 10 years, and and that's that. <laughs> Time to hide another one. Right. Well, okay, so that's the thing. I'm not sad that someone found this treasure. I'm actually not. I'm very happy for someone for finding it. But it's it's an end of a great mystery. And actually, I talked to uh, Joe Draft a bit today about this. Yeah. and And he made a good point that I think articulated what I hadn't figured out how to say, which is, there's nothing to replace it. Yeah. What are we gonna do <laughs> now? No one else hid millions of dollars of treasure in a right. box somewhere, you know, with a decipherable solution. Like that's there's there's mysteries on the internet. There always will be, but there's nothing like this. Yeah, where there was just a large
1: sum of money
2: stashed away. You could still yeah. try to positively ID
3: the goatsey guy. That's <laughs> a mystery. As far as I know, hasn't been solved yet.
2: I'll tell you what. If I see that that wedding ring, I'll know it. I'll know it's him. Yeah, that that uh, that ring and that finger are burned into my memory. <laughs> I can't
1: find. You can't. It's so hard to find uh, the Goatsy link now because it's just not on the surface web.
3: No, gotta, I'm
2: sure it is. Yeah, is it? It's I don't know.
3: Eric keeps posting it? I know. I,
2: I'm just uh, open an incognito tab here. Yep, incognito. Uh,
1: Look at this scrub.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. I immediately found Goatsey on Google Images. Oh, did you? <laughs> also one where they replaced his anus with uh, Trump's face, which is kind of nice. <laughs> um, Trump's face.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, there's a lot of other really disturbing images of genitals, but yeah, that's, uh, that's Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, there it is. There's that wedding ring.
2: <laughs> it's just something about that is the detail that matters the most to me. <laughs> the single the single incredibly profane act. And then you're just like, yeah, he's got like a wife and kids, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey man, whatever he's into. Don't yeah. judge. Don't king shame. No, 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 of course not. I'm just saying, you know, it's extraordinary. I'm not saying <laughs> it's terrible. I'm saying it's extraordinary.
3: And also someone else had to take that picture, presumably. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I wonder. I mean, he might have had a uh, he might have had it on a uh, one of those, you know, like where you hit the button and then you run around and you join your family and you all wait for. I
4: don't know. know.
2: Maybe. He's like just sitting there holding his butt open while that blinking light is going. (laughs) (laughs) Like any minute now. Oh, God, I should have set this to three seconds. This is going to take forever.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, um, but yeah no the treasure has been found it's a little sad uh, forest uh, you know obviously told everyone this news and the really disappointing thing that I hope is not true and that I hope changes is he's announced that the seeker did not want the location revealed yeah and he always said he would honor the seeker's you know wishes so there's like a half decent chance we never find out where it was and i i I can't tell whether that's like really terrible and like i need to know or like the worst alternative is what if i find out and i was there right and you missed it completely yeah why so my question is do you really want to know that or well that's what i'm trying to figure out but i really think i do like
1: i don't know man i don't think i would personally want to
2: know the odds are very very low that i was in the right location it's just a just as a matter of math so i think i'd take those odds i want i want to know i just want to know the general area general area just like, want like some idea of like where it might have been i don't huh. know Uh, little side detail to this people are already suing each other what? Uh, what? Yeah. What? so so someone has already filed a is a lawyer in uh, chicago who uh, told the Santa Fe New Mexican, which is the newspaper in Forrest's hometown of Santa Fe, she plans to, f- to file a federal injunction because she claims she solved the puzzle, but her solution was stolen by someone who went on to find the chest. Oh, please. I know. It's, it's bullshit. It's absolute yeah. bullshit. Um, there's no way. <laughs> and also, if you're that dumb to put your solve down on paper, Uh, at all instead of just keep it in your head right you don't you don't deserve it you should have gone out in the woods sooner right exactly
1: you (laughs) can't
2: sorry there's there's more than a few people like freaking out about this right now but yeah it's uh oh well yeah
1: well i'm sorry you didn't get it buddy but uh you know yeah
2: it's it's sad it's just sad that it's over because you know like of fucking Where' she goes, boys. I'd love to go back out there again. But, you know, there is this thing of like, not that it's not great to spend time in nature, but the chase is really extraordinary. And I don't know if I'll ever have another thing in my life that, that felt like that. So it's a little sad.
4: Hmm. <sighs> anyway. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, right. But yeah, so my why I'm fucked is I didn't get $2 million. Wheah. <laughs> 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 Wee. Wee. um what do you guys got? Uh go um, ahead Ben.
3: I'm trying to think of any reason why I'm fucked but I might not be.
1: Yeah, I don't think I am either actually.
3: Um it was my it was my birthday this past weekend. It was a fucking awesome weekend. Uh, yeah, dude. I, and uh thanks to you Chris, I ha- I now have another bottle of Macallan 12 Yeah. That I can enjoy. Um, did you crack it open yet? Not yet. Not man. yet. I might want to. I might want to enjoy a glass with you guys.
2: Well, that's nice. Yeah, man. Um, Hopefully
0: soon.
3: Uh, yeah. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't feel especially fucked. <laughs> not,
2: <laughs> not not personally, anyway. Not personally.
3: <laughs> I mean, the you know the world. Uh, you know that's a different story but for me personally not especially
2: well that's that's good
3: <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's not more interesting than yeah, that no that's no, uh, okay yeah
1: the thing is i think i think uh, i am like anti fucked if that's stuff's possible good? yeah i uh well i got a new job
2: yeah um, right that's a big deal yeah, uh, yeah,
1: which i i'm not going to like tell it, i i'm trying to keep it sort of like hush hush where i got it at cuz it's not like I, I, I haven't gone for the, uh, you know, right. for like the, the, the training yet. Um, yeah. So, you know, and that's still a couple, couple weeks away, but it is like basically official, that I, uh, you know, I was asked, so it'll become like official once I go through the training, um, which means I can, you know, get off unemployment and actually like go back out and work, which will be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, Trisha and I were on, uh, we took, uh, we had a va- small vacation planned, like a couple days uh, out uh, with some friends in Chicago, and, uh, you know, rather than fucking cancel it, we just uh, like bit the bullet and went went out, and, you know, most everything is like shut down or just reopening out there right now, so we didn't really get to do all the stuff that we had planned, um, yeah. but it was still nice to go out and like, you know, see some friends and not be here (laughs) a little bit just be Uh,
2: anywhere else is like a really nice thing right now right right exactly
1: so yeah it was it was good i am actually not fucked at all i've been having uh a good uh good past month or so
2: so yeah you did some uh you did some uh eating meat and uh oh yeah tons
1: tons of eating eating and shooting you know and drinking america
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was like uh not uh, too many ways better to spend uh, some time than uh, eating and shooting. Eating and shooting. Eating and sh- here's what I'm eating, and here's <laughs> what I'm shooting. <laughs> yeah. So I forget where, like, so I know, like, where in the area are they? They're not like in the city, right? They're like,
1: no, uh, they're in. Um, oh fuck! Hold
2: on, I'll see where. Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, they're in Shorewood. Okay. So, yeah. like, is that? Uh, Now, I have to Google it because I'm compulsive. Um,
1: They're about 40 minutes or so outside of the city.
2: uh, Okay. They're still, they're like just barely in the Chicago area, but. uh, Okay. So they're they're to the southwest, I guess. Yeah. Okay. A little bit inwards. That's funny. uh, Old fashioned doxing. I drove through there, funny enough, on my trip to uh, Colorado that we're talking about. Did you? Yeah. Past it, more or less, right past it oh sure. <laughs> i uh i was i actually stayed in neighboring joliet oh okay yeah yeah we were through there a couple times yeah. uh i stayed at a very disturbing hotel <laughs> oh, oh good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was i think i might have mentioned it to you guys before once but like we rolled in at like like i had picked joe up at the airport at like crazy early in the morning so it's yeah. like it's like maybe like one o'clock and I'm like getting tired. I'm like, listen, we got to stop and like sleep or something. Right. So yeah. we check in at this hotel and like, it's odd. And, um, there's this cruiser out front that I don't know what it's doing there. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I go in and I ask, can I check in early? He ends up, book, he bills me twice for the, the like eight hours that we stayed there. Uh, so I had to pay two nights worth. Uh, and then, uh, and this guy, as I'm walking in the hotel room, there's just this dude standing in the hallway, just looking at me. And I'm like, "This guy's gonna kill me. I'm gonna die here." <laughs> um, but uh, we, but we did, and it was fine. Um, but yeah, I had an unpleasant image of jo- of Joliet. I something about it I did not like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah,
1: yeah, it was nice. Uh, it was good to good to get out, and you know. See the sights, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, albeit from the car, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, yeah it was. It was uh, I'm not fucked at all. I'm actually, everything's been uh, really good. Um, as it turns out, getting fired is one of the best things that could have happened to me. Uh,
2: uh yeah,
4: seriously, it's,
1: it's been really, really nice. I've uh, spent a lot of time with my, my wife, Meh. which we haven't really, like uh, since the honeymoon, we haven't really had time to like you know sit down and enjoy being married it's because i I had such an off schedule where i was at and uh yeah this actually gave me a good opportunity and i feel better i feel healthier um yeah certainly happier so
2: it's like the opposite of being fucked the work was like regularly very bad for you like yeah it was terrible i hated it and like more or less every time you mentioned work, it was like, well, they got the gun to my head. Yeah, right. And I'm just waiting for when they pull the trigger, and then they fucking did. And then they did it. Yeah. Um, it was just like a brutal, like, like a a protracted sort of like slow battle of inches to push you out of there. Sure. And
1: I knew it was coming. Yeah. I mean, obviously, right. Um, it was definitely something that's been coming for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and you know what uh I was pissed but uh I'm not pissed it's actually the best thing that's uh that's happened to me in the last uh you know like with the, of course with the obs- uh, exception of like getting married it's like the second best thing that's happened to me
2: uh in the last year so yeah kind of can't beat that Well I'm happy for you anyway I mean like <laughs> you know it just so happened that it's like being fired didn't end up meaning that you were like completely like broke with the, the COVID help and all that, like it wasn't like impossible. Right. Right. Um,
1: yeah, no. I, and I was worried about that because it happened like, right. as that all this stuff happened? Yeah. Um. So it wasn't, you know, I didn't think I was actually going to get it, but uh, you know, when I actually did, uh, you know, may, made everything uh, much better. Uh, certainly took a, a weight off.
2: Man, you're gonna miss being unemployed,
1: <laughs> honestly. You know what? That's the thing because the, the thing is, I had other uh jobs like that I could have worked, and it was just dude, it just was not financially uh beneficial for me to, yeah, uh, to for me to get like get off of
2: unemployment. Well, yeah, like who would prefer to take a job where they're worse off than if they don't take that job. Right, exactly. It's, you know, it's, of course, you know, like, again, this all happened at just the right time where that could happen. Right, exactly.
1: So thankfully, you know, I got everything I needed. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Anyway.
2: (laughs) Have we already burned through the first part of the show? Yes. Yes, we have. Why is this? Well, I guess it's been 23 minutes, so that's not like nothing. No, that's that's probably good. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, shit. Then. Uh, why don't we uh, do ourselves a favor? Take a break. I gotta have a whiz. Yeah, same. Uh, and then I have a would you rather for you boys for the first time in what feels like forever. Ooh. Yeah. I, it's not a. It's not very good. You're not going like it. to
1: that. I mean, it's never very good.
2: I don't think it's ever been good, but at least there was that one time Louis Anderson shit an egg. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. That was great. Oh, also hot dog fingers. <laughs>
4: Woo! <Woo-hoo. laughs>
2: <laughs> or, oh, remember, would you rather have a talking gremlin for a penis or yeah. be a gremlin's talking penis? I remember that. What about uh, French Stewart? Just. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just, like, In follows the car. you around and, yeah, he just, like, like judges you're driving with that <laughs> squinty face. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we got like French Stewart's up to these days. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably squinting. He's pretty just, <laughs> he's <probably> just <laughs> staring into the sun every day, being like, look at that. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, <laughs> um yeah, so we got another one for the books coming up for sure. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a minute with Would You Rather and then the main thing. Sounds good. Cool. Anyway, right. see you in a bit. Bye. Welcome to the 3 Dude Podcast. hey! Woo! Yeah! Uh, you can find us at 3
3: If you're wondering whether that's spelled with the numeral 3 or the word 3, <laughs> the answer is yes. We're so proud of ourselves. We're so clever. We're such clever boys. Wow. <laughs> We've switched hosting
1: to Podbean. You can still find us on iTunes and Google Play. Mm-hmm. So give us a like.
2: Yeah, give us a like. Give us a listen. Give us a review somewhere. Give, give us a sandwich. Give us a high five. Give us sponsorship, Please give us a hug. Give us that money. Now we're back. Hi.
1: Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Ooh, ooh. who's around ooh. me? <laughs> who's, who's around me? Who's around me right now?
2: <laughs> hey, I, have personal space. I still have to see the final episode of this season of Rick and Morty. <laughs> but I'm afraid my IQ may not be high enough.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you have to. Yeah. Gifts and so on and so forth and such and such and whatever. <laughs> uh,
2: Yeah, that's a thing. I'm behind on that. I, I'm behind on everything.
3: So anyway. <laughs> anyway, dead
2: air. Dave didn't uh, go anywhere with that. Uh, nope, didn't go anywhere with that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're back. We're back. Um, <laughs> why don't we just move right along because I'm like dead on filler. uh, <laughs> would you guys like to play? Would you rather? no, fuck you <laughs> um, yeah, I got one for you. this i I don't know i I think uh I think I'm just mentally tired. I'm not sure if I completely sign on to this one but it was, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm out of practice. So, uh, here we go. All right. Would you rather option? Number one, you have to carry around a lull basket of eggs everywhere you go at all times. If people ask about it, you have to stop what you're doing and kiss every egg individually. <laughs> or <laughs> every sandwich you eat for the rest of your life is cut, like, all fucked up. It's in, like, weird angles and uneven pieces. Like, like, some are really small, and some are big, and the fillings spill out, and sometimes it's just kind of smashed on one side. Every sandwich, forever. Ugh. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm attempting
2: to, uh, as I, as you say, break your autism with this one. Okay, so specifically word for word me the first one again okay specifically you have to carry around a little basket of eggs everywhere you go at all times if people ask about it you have to stop what you're doing and kiss each one individually you oh. can't answer, you can't answer them you just have to hold it lovingly and just and kiss okay. every little egg how many eggs are in the basket
1: nine Oh, nine that's a weird number too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it I, is a weird number.
3: I have to be real. Yeah. Going with the eggs.
2: Going with the eggs. All right. Okay.
3: Ooh.
2: Okay, what's uh give me give me a little bit of your reasoning here. I think I kind of get it, but because tell me. Been-
3: it's bad enough biting into a burrito and getting a mouthful of sour cream. If my sandwich is cut up all fucked up and weird, yeah, and I, bite, I bite into a sandwich and I get like nothing but lettuce. <laughs> like, fuck that! Yeah. I want my sandwich to be cut the right way, and and to taste the way it should. Um, and so yeah. I, I, I don't know. I can tolerate people asking about, it, but I generally I feel. Not a lot of people would ask about it, except for people I'm close with. A stranger wouldn't ask.
2: It's like a wicker basket. Did I specify? It's like a wicker huh? basket, and it's got like a little sort of like a flannelly uh sheet in it, and all the little eggs are piled up in the middle, and it just looks cute and old-timey. You don't think yeah. no one's going to ask about your basket of eggs?
1: I don't think if, most strangers would. I think he's right. I think, if, I think, if,
3: it, yeah. If Eric Andre has taught me anything, it's that most people just want to mind their own business whenever they see something unusual.
2: Uh, that's a good point. Most people, I think you're right. Most people are not going to say shit. They're going to look and most go. People, mm, yeah. Wow.
3: Most but, people, but I could tolerate the occasional, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, like basically that one friendly person that you already wouldn't want to talk to anyway is asking you about your little basket you're like okay once in a couple of days or so or whatever i could deal with this
0: i think it would be really funny to have to explain it
1: (laughs) well it would be but you can't you're not allowed well right but i mean like i think it would be really funny to um i don't know to to be that guy and like make people uncomfortable yeah Right. Um I I think it would I don't know how long that would be funny, but I think I would get a kick out of that.
2: You gotta think like kissing nine eggs takes maybe about seven seconds. Right. It's not like a long process. It's like over and out, kissed all the eggs, I'm on my way. That's it. Right. So it's kind of it's it's a it's a brief
0: problem for sure. I think.
1: I think I'm with Ben. I think I gotta go with. uh, I think I gotta go with carrying around the basket of eggs and keeping my sandwich intact. Yeah, because we can argue and have argued on this show for a long time over what (laughs) constitutes as a sandwich. And if I'm wrong in any of my opinions of a sandwich, then I'm fucked. Well,
2: you know, hot dogs, would, burritos, all wraps, all sorts of shit. Well, let's get into it. So let you get a hot dog. No, please, let's art, not. let's not. <laughs> and, and they cut that hot dog once lengthwise and then once acrosswise. So you have not a bun, but like four pieces of bread with four planks of hot dog.
1: Yeah, let's definitely let, – I, I, I'm going to put a final answer on that. I'm definitely <laughs> going with the basket of eggs. I think really? I'd rather have to deal with that torture than have to go through my whole life not, you know, uh, being able to eat a sandwich the way God intended.
2: <laughs> the, yeah. way, the, way God, the way God intended a sandwich, neatly cut, crust <laughs> on, uh, distributed perfectly. Anything else is heresy. Yeah. I got to be honest with you guys. I, I I'm with you too. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: but I, but think I think it's, I, I mean, right. Do we have a clean sweep here? Like it makes the
2: most sense. Hmm. I mean, I think I hate being embarrassed as much as, or more than the next person, but uh, I gotta, I, I gotta have a sandwich I can actually eat.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's, uh, I think that's the, the right answer.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, take, for example, the burrito, which is just a cylindrical sandwich. Yeah, uh, of course, naturally. Yeah. I mean, just imagine how many ways you can cut that wrong. (sighs) Little pinwheels, but it's like a taco, so like a burrito, so everything spills out. (sighs) Just little boats. Yeah, that would
1: be horrible. I mean, like, I can't even imagine. Like, if we're going by the full, broad definition of a sandwich... That's like bratwurst. That's you know, yeah, burritos, wraps, uh, right. quesadillas. <laughs> it's like all sorts of weird
2: shit that I'm not willing to get into. Imagine a quesadilla just cut four ways across its shortest dimension, so that you just have tortilla strips like of fingers. <laughs> yeah, like like a mm. big half moon tortilla, then the fillings, uh, then another half moon tortilla. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> yeah,
4: me too.
2: Yeah. No, I uh I kind of as I was writing this, I I knew I was uh I knew I was setting a trap. This is the worst thing ever. I knew that no one would want this.
0: Yeah,
1: it's terrible. Uh, but I, I think we think we're all correct here.
2: I think yeah. we've all like hit the
1: nose on the head, I think it's better to uh better to you know be embarrassed than to not enjoy your food (laughs) a
2: a lifetime without sandwiches yeah that could be a play that could be a full like three-act tragedy (laughs) um that's uh, like
3: a it's a fucking philip k dick novel right there just a a post-apocalyptic uh dystopian hellscape with no (laughs) sandwiches
2: (laughs) i have no bun and i must sandwich (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a horrible thought to me, too. I was picturing it of just like imagine your burger arrives and it's like cut into like a square and some triangles. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like how, how'd you even do this? Um, this is a very dreadful thought. Uh, we crave symmetry in our sandwiches. Uh, so I guess that's it. Yeah, I just... <laughs> What a
3: mortal or uh, I could frame by tasty symmetry.
2: We are, out, <laughs> we are fucking out of practice, guys. <laughs> I know. This podcast is just kind of feeling like it's just flying away. Yeah.
1: Well, um, come, on, host, come on, host. Drive us along here.
2: Save us with the topic. <laughs> Let's chugga, do it. chugga, 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 woo, woo. Um, <laughs> okay, so I actually think I have a decent topic. And I'm fairly certain we've never talked about this one. We might've come around to it by way of talking about other things, but I was thinking as like an antidote to how terrible the world feels right now, you know, cause I didn't really want to spend much time talking about that. I mean, it's not that it isn't important to talk about, and maybe we will kind of touch on it along the way, but it's just like this show exists as the best day of our week, if it goes right. So um, I thought maybe an antidote to all this misery um, the world needs heroes. Yes. Who are your heroes? Oh who, yeah. Who are the people that you have looked up to throughout your life? Maybe you, you know, lived up to something that they demonstrated to you and you're proud of it. Or maybe you still aspire to be like that person who made you want to, you know, uh, pick up a skill, learn something, do something, be a certain kind of person. Um, I just thought it'd be good to talk about aspirations, you know, and like, what is it that, you know, has, you know, inspired us to be, uh, you know, better than ourselves in the past? Who do we look up to now in the past? Uh, Whatever. President Ronald Reagan. Ronald fucking I'm saluting the flag. Where's the nearest flag?
1: He did not have a
2: dementia. (laughs) 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 Ronald, who are you, Reagan? (laughs) Let's be
1: real. That guy was just a fucking wacko for the last couple years, right? Like he was just I'm not convinced
2: he wasn't always kind of a wacko. (laughs) Yeah. Just while Nancy Reagan ran the country. Let's be real. God, that's that is just downright sad. Yeah, sorry, dark thoughts. Ooh, dark <laughs> thoughts with um
1: no, I don't you know what? Um that's a tough
2: one because I don't I don't know Yeah. Well I mean like they also don't have to be spot. people you know, but like Yeah, sure. You know, I think that uh, I think all of us have like you know aspired to be a some things that we are, some things that we aren't, some things we might never be, honestly, but yeah. um, You know, like when it comes to like, you know, teachers or people in your family, the people you look up to, I just think it'd be nice to talk about, you know, that good part of the human spirit that wants to be something great, you know?
1: Yeah. I I mean, I'll start out on a sappy note. I I think pretty much up until very recently, um, you know, like once I once I got older and felt comfortable being who I am and being a grown up, um, I looked up to like in college in particular, I looked up to a lot of my friends, uh, you guys included. Um, yeah, I feel like, that, too. Like I, I, uh, I, I felt like I, I tried very hard to surround myself with uh, really good, smart people who also, you know, incidentally like to have fun and, and you know. <laughs> Were smart and quick witted and uh, funny.
2: I'd like to meet um, these people. <laughs> yeah, God, they sound. Great. And then
1: I got to know everybody. <laughs> 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 uh, no, but it, seriously, I did. I like. I really genuinely looked up to a lot of my friends because I was always kind of like the baby.
2: Yeah,
1: we oh, oh, little baby. I was always like the, baby.
2: the the baby of the group. So you, I, you never just... came off the baby. You never seemed like you were out of step with anyone. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I tried we, I tried uh,
1: very hard to stay
2: in step with everyone. It's, <laughs> I wanted everyone to like me well, like think <laughs> back to those days. I remember I have memories of both like you and I in particular, like wearing like t-shirts with suit jackets and trying to seem like a little older and a little philosophical. and like we were all trying to be something, yeah, that we hadn't that we weren't or maybe wouldn't be. but we were trying to be like, legit on some level right Right.
1: actually we talked about that a little bit with um when i when trisha and i went to chicago we went to go visit our friends uh krista and ethan yeah um and we 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 talked about it krista like was like we're trying to like stimulate conversation and she asked like okay so what's one thing you would go back and tell yourself in the past like if you were 15 years old what would you tell yourself yeah and one of the things was you like don't fucking work so hard stop worrying so much about what (laughs) <laughs> everybody thinks of you go out and like stop stressing about how you look. And yeah, fucking this is your time to enjoy that. You know, like you feel like everyone thinks you're fine. You don't right. have to try so hard to be liked. Right. Enjoy your body while you have it. Enjoy
2: your, you know what I mean? Your youth while <laughs> you have it and like stop, stop trying so goddamn hard. Yeah. But like, isn't that kind of like what it is to be that age no matter what? Like, yeah, you because you don't know because you don't know that you're eventually going to settle into something and it's probably going to be fine. You, you just, you, you, it's, it's like yeah. a, it, you just struggle. It's the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, that's, absolutely.
3: That's the age too, where you really start recognizing like higher orders of social structure, even, even just, you know, among friends and cliques and whatever you start recognizing those things and, and one, and you start really desiring more to belong somewhere
2: yeah 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 and it's uh, i mean obviously like you don't know what you don't know at that age right yeah <laughs> but, but also i think going into college is is uh further complicated because you like just spent the last however many years trying to find a place and maybe and maybe it did maybe it didn't but like the whole board resets and that can be either very positive or it could be like very alienating because you're all of a sudden, you know, like transplanted into having to do that again. Yeah, you know, and it could go better. It could go worse. It's just like a very volatile time. Yeah. So you try yeah. stuff
0: out. Yeah. Really, yeah.
3: I, sorry, I was just gonna say I'm. I'm really glad in retrospect that I. I fucking. Uh, just didn't. Uh, it, well, in retrospect, that I eventually grew out of, like, thinking high school was important. I know there's people that that never stopped believing that. And there are some who, like, really genuinely did enjoy high school and the people that
2: they knew. <laughs> right? I don't want
1: to be friends with them. but
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my best times were certainly not in high school. It wasn't all bad, but yeah. uh, I I can't imagine hanging on high school as... I mean, because it's like it's the times you have in college are defined by a certain kind of like a developing maturity and a focus on different things. And I kind of feel like like what defines and alcohol a, and alcohol and alcohol. Oh, yeah. But like a great high school experience uh, seems to me on balance to be like less. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just my perspective, but it seems like it's less to get excited about. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Because you're, you know, you're like the, well, I don't know. Maybe I can't defend that opinion, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I feel like most of what constituted great times in high school for me were just, I don't know, uh, you know, video games and that was it. But like in college, it was relationships and, yes, and deeper ones and, you know, like being, kind of carried by like some of the 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 ideas that you're being bathed in as you're like taking different classes thinking about different things you know i don't know i just think it's a slightly higher order experience as you get older and that's not just college that's just like all life outside of high school
1: yeah yeah let's like life in high school is is militaristic and like school in general is designed to like Get you ready to be an obedient member of the workforce. So it's yeah. not like you know. It's just it's it's like the fucking jungle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they just throw you out there yeah. and have you do your thing. And but yeah, and I think like for for me, me, um, for for my like my high school experience was, I I think the the as deep as that got, and I had some I had some friends, yeah, um, I had a lot of friends actually, uh, but as deep as that relationship got uh was you know i liked to smoke weed <laughs> like in the, <laughs> in the later stages like by the time i was a junior in high school that's what it was was like you know i like yeah. to get stoned and these guys also like to get stoned and we're all funny <laughs> like I, the end.
2: I sort of weed feel like
3: great equalizer
2: it sure is <laughs> <laughs> well like I, I think the friends that i still have from high school are uh like among the strongest friends that i will have yeah but i think that also so many of them like faded away maybe like really quickly and i think that's just kind of an indicator of like how hard it is to form like genuinely deep relationships when you're young and your brain is still forming it's hard and you're like it's it's like trench warfare kind of like you're all just in this thing together trying to like wear it out you know like uh work your way through it yeah. I remember I remember my
1: parents telling me years ago when I was very young um, you know we were having conversations about I was like talking about yeah my friends are going to be my friends forever and you know uh, dad was like trying to gently explain to me when I was younger that like you know that's really not how the world works
4: <laughs> Like, he, you
1: know he said something like you know it's just not and I was like I was like getting mad at him like you know because I didn't sure. understand and he's like look he said look dude you know i don't have any my friends from high school i don't even know those people anymore and my yeah. mom walked in the room and he's she's like he said pam did you uh did you have any of your friends from high school and she was like uh yeah no <laughs> You know, <and laughs> so it's just like you know and i remember like I, I went up to my room and i was like genuinely pissed off i was like angry at him. And then, you know, naturally, all these years later, like, um, uh, yeah. you know, I don't uh, I don't really have any friends left
2: from high school. You could like, probably you, know, count, you could probably count the ones you have on a hand.
1: Yeah. Right. I, I mean, it's just it's just people. You know what I mean? And it's basically all on Facebook it's like I have a couple people I knew in high school. I have them on Facebook, but I don't like see them. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it's the time like immediately after that. I went through this thing where, like, all you know, I lost my entire group of high school friends with like one breakup, and then all the friends that I made after that are are, are just you guys. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the the people that I keep around in my life, the people that I
2: choose to have around. Well,
1: who's around me now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, no, that's I think that's true. I don't know. It's y- your idea of like who's going to be in your life forever gets narrower as you watch it all happen. So, like, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm desperately hopeful that what I have now I will have the rest of my life. You know, you guys and, and the others that, like, you know, we spend a lot of time with, I'm, I'm like, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that I never have to lose this. Yeah. You know, and, and I think a lot hard. of people Yeah, I think a lot of people end up with not a lot of people. I mean, how old do you think your parents were when they had that conversation?
1: With me? Yeah. Um, so I would have been like fifth grade. Okay, so like 10, 11 that would have been 20 years ago. My parents would have been
2: like 50 and 40, respectively. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So like that's the thing. If we if we can manage to stick this out for just <laughs> like another like uh you know 10 ish years we will have yeah. the average record or whatever right we're we're there we're
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but yeah i I, did, I genuinely looked up to my friends because a lot of not just because they you, you know you guys were older but uh you were smarter than me or at least that you, I, I thought well, so.
2: you you've said that before but like man I think I think we are all equally stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think you might be right. I think uh,
2: I the veneer you know, wore like, off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, think all, I think we're all. I think we're all. I think we're all. I think we're all smart. I think we're just dumb. Yeah, you can, you could be smart and dumb at the same time.
2: Yeah, you could be clever and. Not very intelligent. Yeah uh, At the same, I don't know. Maybe that's not the way to put it. Not very knowledgeable.
1: Not, I was going to say, not, well, I mean, no, that that doesn't count for Ben because Ben is actually genuinely yep. intelligent.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, I am not. <laughs> well, you got you at least got the ten percent edge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one here is a genius, but you know, um, you're you certainly said, more of a genius than we are. You have the ten percent edge at least. The top 10%. <laughs> the top 10% of what? Um, yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I'm i trying to think. I, I propose this topic, but I, uh, I, like, I acknowledge also for me, it's kind of hard to reflect on like, like I feel like I've had phases of my life where things were more important to me. And during those times, There was always someone that embodied, like, you know, what that was that was so important to me, and that I aspired to be more like. And I think a lot of them were authors too.
4: Yeah, um,
1: that makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah.
2: Well, like, uh, like, let's say uh, maybe like early college uh, when I was going through my angry young atheist phase uh, (laughs) and making sure Um, everybody knew how oh, yeah. uh, uh how very atheist I was yeah I mean Christopher <laughs> Hitchens was the go-to oh yeah um and there was uh I I remember like really and I think it's also because like regardless of what you think about Christopher Hitchens there are traits in him that I never possessed and desperately wanted to possess and one mm-hmm. of those is being willing to not be nice when it comes to what's yes. true or isn't
1: yeah um uh that's something that it you know i i it took takes a long time, i think to master at least with people that you don't you, you know that you don't know all the time
2: yeah I, was, I yeah exactly like you you kind of i mean most of us are socialized to like want to be. Get along, be nice, make friends. Don't rock the boat too much unless it's really, really important. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, like now, I don't know if I would. Like, I would still say I admire um uh, a lot of his writing and his rhetoric, and I do think he's on the right side of uh, of a lot of things. But also, I think he maybe never grew up and was just kind of a a, a kind of a dickish baby too. <laughs> like, sure. And its I think it's like your ideas uh, of who your heroes are are directly tied to something aspirational. Yeah. yeah. So as you change, they change.
1: So you're it's, I mean it's okay. You're just saying that you hate everybody who's a theist, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: And uh <laughs> that has never changed and never will change.
1: you <laughs> you're your um, uh your hero is a uh, an authoritarian man baby who <laughs>
2: my, <laughs> my heroes include uh I, I don't know, uh the uh, the Chinese government for the ongoing crackdown of the Uyghur belief. Um <laughs> Uh, Probably uh the uh, Stalin I don't
1: know <laughs> Benito Mussolini um,
4: <laughs>
1: no the Boston
2: strangler all pot <laughs> uh take that one back <laughs> I remember I
3: remember um I remember uh one time we were playing it might have even been the very first time we played survive the internet and uh it was that one where you have to write an endorsement of a person. And the the prompt one of you guys got, I think it was Chris, uh, was uh, uh, like something like always always willing to lend an ear to my problems, always willing to help. Uh, and uh, <laughs> what you put was Jeffrey Dahmer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Yep. <laughs> sounds like something that uh, one of us would write. <laughs> um but yeah no uh i don't know I, I i guess the point i'm making is just that i i i'm like very aware of the fact that like the kind of stuff that was that felt noble to me when i was angry and younger and uh i don't know like uh juiced up on hormones and uh just trying to seem cool and smart and get laid uh all of that has kind of it's it's different like like yeah. the kind of person you are changes with your aspirations and your your, uh, you know and 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 i don't know i would never i would never um quite look up to uh you know people quite like christopher hitchens in the same way that i used to when i was younger um yeah which is not to say i don't necessarily agree with what i what i read and what he you know what what uh his what his like core belief system is, but I just I I don't like the approach anymore.
4: Yeah,
3: it's it's the it's, same it's, I feel the same moving.
2: way. Mm-hmm. I
3: feel the same way about uh, Richard Dawkins. I I think he's kind of a dick.
2: Yeah. 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 Dawkins keeps um I don't know. He's well, he's he's complicated, but I kind of feel like he's a he's a shit stirrer and he knows it. And yeah.
4: Yeah and oh, absolutely.
2: Uh, for that reason I just can't quite get on board with him either. Even though You know he's an he's an eminent biologist, right? Like he he is a very knowledgeable guy, and he is not to be discredited, except his tact is just wrong for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think a lot
1: of it. It's very difficult, whether it be just by like the way that your 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 atheists are painted, or if it's just the fact that uh, there's so many of them that are. uh, fucking you know man babies who <laughs> <really> big,
2: <laughs> like aggressively argue their point um, yeah the, who were the four horsemen you remember there was the uh, like Dawkins was one of them Hitchens no maybe Dawkins wasn't yeah I think maybe he was it was like Dawkins Hitchens um, the brain surgeon whose name is not coming to mind and yeah. the tall fat one with a beard yeah Um, and those guys largely that was their thing
3: yeah
1: yeah, it was just to be, you know, pricks to.
3: I think, use. I think, I think once I, once I, f- uh, found out for the first time about, uh, James Randi and how his, his distaste for, uh, like pseudo mysticism and, and all of this stuff, essentially a distaste for charlatanry, like he yeah. was. It was yeah. the you know the practical sort of attitude that I liked, but it had a, a you know a, a distinct purpose behind it as well.
2: Yeah, James Randi is a real hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I
3: uh... Randy. <laughs> Randy. <laughs> yeah, like like we could we could talk all day about whether or not God exists, but like mm-hmm. uh, using those same arguments against charlatanry, I can get behind any day of the week, and I yeah. will yeah. I will root. So hard for yeah. like a fake psychic to be exposed on stage, or you know,
2: do you uh, do you remember when James Randi famously um he uh basically debunked a uh cold read happening in a mega church where um, yeah, the pastor on stage is going around saying, I hear, I, I think someone over here needs whatever this or that, you know, and and people mm-hmm. are all amazed he's like, you know, he's uh essentially divining people's problems and stuff, but James Randi. Knowing that the world is the world, basically yeah. scanned the local shortwave radio and found his wife was delivering details to him in an That's earpiece right. in plain right. sight. I remember Ooh. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: Oh, well, because they filled out prayer cards beforehand and she was like reading them off to him, right? Correct. Yes. So, yeah.
2: so she knew exactly who the people were, what their problems were, and then were able to give them to him over the radio. Yeah. Um, it's,
3: yeah, it doesn't matter what what faith you profess, charlatanry is just I mm-hmm. I I don't feel bad for you at all if you get exposed for it.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, dishonesty is fundamentally unvirtuous, uh, almost mm-hmm. all of the time. Um yeah. which right there, that's a that's I mean, that's a that's a speaking of just heroes, you know, or like no I guess more broadly about like values. I mean, I, I kind of feel like that's a thing that has become increasingly important to me is like integrity, honesty, and uh I guess kindness as sure. like a, as a three part bundle, you know yeah um I, I would say there are
3: times where it's okay to be dishonest, but certainly if you're not but certainly not if you're doing it for financial gain,
2: yeah. right I mean, honesty is virtuous or if you're trying in- to get laid <laughs> yeah there's Don't- like yeah.
1: Don't lie. Yeah, don't lie to get laid. Yeah, that's another thing that you kind of I think grow up out of. It's <laughs> another part of like growing up is you know not lying to you know or not like trying to like you know exaggerate yourself, yourself. Exaggerate yourself for yeah. you know what I
2: mean. Yeah, uh, too, don't, much, uh, too much work. Yeah, right. Yeah. Lies
3: compound, and then all of a sudden you have to justify why you're no longer an Olympic weightlifter and why you don't exactly. show up any registers or anything
2: right (laughs) uh yeah i don't know i there are definitely times where it is not only okay but probably good to lie um but the the i think the reasons you know are are are, are pragmatic ones you know like um Mm -hmm. are you are you lying for self-interest or are you lying to actually create an objectively greater good because you know the truth is either Irrelevant or damaging and maybe there's a calculus For that I don't know that's like some complicated Ethics shit Um <laughs> But like by and large I find it important More and more important you know um To like You know I appreciate people Who are honest to their own Detriment or embarrassment Way more but, as they get older
3: Absolutely I like um Yeah I don't know the the older i get and the more the world you know seems to be kind of changing out of out of uh, traditional sorts of things the more i respect the people who you know even back when it was unpopular uh just you know said and did the things that were morally right whether or not you know regardless of what uh you know was going on around them like you know like like bernie sanders in the 70s going to you know uh, pride events, yeah,
2: and, uh, or uh, well, the uh, he was, he was, he was the uh, there's that famous picture of him getting arrested in the uh, civil rights movement, right? As like being yeah. dragged off by cops, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, just doing do it because it's right, not because it's popular,
2: right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: f- fuck,
3: <laughs> I I lost my train of thought. <laughs>
2: sorry i Um, I feel like i'm talking way too much this episode
3: that's all right i
2: talk way
1: too much every episode so it's dead air Uh, so we're
2: so we're talking about
3: our heroes um yeah i've i've talked i've talked a lot about my parents on this show how how my you know my mom is is very smart very patient my dad uh you know was never afraid to point up when i was wrong about something but yeah. um uh I don't know if I've ever talked about Mr. Mr. Kerensky, uh my my seventh grade social studies teacher.
2: You have uh, as a matter of fact, but I don't I'm, remember, so tell it sorry. all over.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I was sure I was sure I had. I, he he yeah. was he was a pretty big influence in my life. Um he's a seventh grade social studies teacher. He was uh is, he's uh, he's still around, um <laughs> uh a desert storm veteran. He was a sergeant in the army uh for the first Gulf War. Um and so as a result, he he like he he was one of those teachers that didn't take any bullshit, but he he never like came across as that. You know, he was never a hard ass or anything unless the situation called for it. Um kid kid in my kid in our in our class uh uh grabbed a girl's butt as she was going up to turn a paper and he just he he delayed the class for like a solid fifteen minutes to take this dude out into the hallway and fucking verbally tear him a new asshole.
2: Yeah, um, like God, that's really—I mean—that's very very unacceptable. And we were raised in a time where I feel like there was a blur where like you might right. get away with that shit. Right.
3: Yeah. The yeah. The no sometimes means yes. Which. Yeah. No, it does. It does not mean that
2: yeah. we were not raised in the best. <laughs> possible you know most aware time period so it's good that that dude was ahead of it yeah
3: oh he was He was great uh there was there was one time where um uh well i, I think i told you the first time i saw a few good men was in his class he he showed it uh because we were learning about how courts how courtrooms do things and uh, yeah uh, so, so he showed us that movie to demonstrate uh you know like how objections work and and uh you know, courtroom proceedings. Um, But the, one of the big things was like, I don't know, like, like I was in a situation in middle school where not a lot of, uh, not a lot of teachers like really kind of got me, you know, Um, I, I, it it wasn't until like high school, late high school and into college that I was offered, you know, some accommodations uh for you know being on the spectrum and everything um Mm -hmm. i didn't have to use them in college but uh they were there they were always there
2: yeah they Um, were bad at this stuff back then right i mean like they were i mean
3: in the 90s yeah man
2: yeah they were very bad at this and they did they did not understand it and i don't feel like there was the system in place to be like hey maybe this kid needs a little more help like right
3: i mean yeah and this was back in the days when you know uh uh even even t v and movies could still get away with using the r word as an insult
2: yeah but, you know, oh, you yeah can't
3: can't do that these days obviously sure uh, it it seems weird to think about that that was like twenty years ago, but yeah you know that that was the way it was but um yeah uh uh so so what <laughs> what he did was uh he He came up to me after after class one day, he said, he said, "Look, our next unit is going to be on Japan, and if you can write me an outline, because uh, we had to write you know outlines about, uh, for our own studying purposes. uh if you can write me an outline that's at least six pages, I'll let you present it for the lesson on Japan." And so I wrote one that was eight.
2: Oh, nice! <laughs> I bet that was—I bet that was awesome too.
3: you hey, fucking let me run down my entire outline, teach the class about Japan, and it was great. <laughs> so
2: that's and, really uh, cool. That script was eventually used for Bill Wirtz's "The Entire History of Japan."
3: <laughs> How about Sunrise Land?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's but- amazing.
3: But yeah, like he really, he really got me. And then, like years later, when I it, it was like my fifth year in college, because you know I, I took six years to complete a four year degree, obviously. Yeah,
2: uh, so I, I did the same so, thing. Yeah, I think it was five and a half.
3: Yeah. Uh. Uh. It was like it was like my fifth year in college. I was, I was out in Canfield, getting Dairy Queen, and he recognized me. I'm
2: like, yeah. oh, dude. <laughs>
3: Like of course I recognized him and he's got a very unforgettable face, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I was I was really happy that he recognized me. Like he was one of those he was one of those teachers that really actually you know stuck up for me when I in situations where I would have otherwise maybe been suspended or may you know yeah because you know yeah. he he paid attention he you know he saw the times where you know I was I was you know outnumbered as as far as me versus other kids uh yeah and really just and really just uh stuck up for me and and tried to like you know get me you know yeah
2: you know i know you said he didn't act like a hard ass but i just realized this whole time i'm picturing him and his like fatigues as if he was like <laughs> actually like active duty for some reason Oh no!
3: Yeah, uh, he he always dressed like he was active duty on the golf course, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Tasteful khakis and polos all day, but like you could tell, he was built like he like a sergeant, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah, like a really a really nice guy that can snap your neck with one hand.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, nicest nicest guy you'll ever meet, and and you know one of those teachers that really, really, oh. genuinely believes in the mission of his job.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, um, how many? How I mean, like, we all had probably at least forty teachers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many of them do you really, in, like, in your head, the ones that stand out that really, really believed in what they were doing? It's not that there's none of them, but it's just like there's a few that stand out.
3: There were there were a few. I I can think of a few. I I can think of just as many that were just dicks (laughs) horrible i can
1: think of more way more that were dick
3: (laughs) i had uh,
1: four that come to mind i think that were like good really good yeah
3: yeah Yeah. my my first grade social studies teacher social studies my first grade gym teacher first grade called me stupid to my face yeah Oh, that's oh, nice. My, yeah. my
1: my gym teacher in kindergarten called me a little asshole. So,
2: <laughs> but in I fairness, you were presenting your asshole to him.
1: I, I was, yeah. but which which a lot of kids did because he was a pedophile.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Wait. Oh my god!
1: No, I didn't say his name, but that yeah. dude's a kitty diddler. Let's be you're
2: real. Not, are you talking about the one that I know you're talking about? Yeah, I am. Yeah, all right, talk yeah. that guy. We've yeah. already talked about this on the podcast before, and it was very yeah. uncomfortable. I remember. I, I don't remember his name,
3: but I remember the the man. Yeah. Um, on a on a less sappy note, Patrick Stewart is also a personal yeah. hero of mine. He's yeah.
2: yeah, he's like a great dude off screen, as far as I can tell. Oh, he's um, wonderful. And uh, obviously, like uh, just. I mean, by virtue of playing Captain Picard, he's like tied <laughs> inexorably to this image of human goodness.
3: Yeah, well, that that and the fact that he's he's just as much of a Renaissance man in real life as he is playing Picard in Star Trek. You know, this yeah. uh, since quarantine started in, in the UK and, and I he might even still be doing it now. He was reading a Shakespeare sonnet every day from his home. Yeah, you know, oh. like like how cool, how fucking classy and and educated of a of a guy, and also he he does so much good work for for women's shelters in the UK, uh, for PTSD awareness because he uh, he sadly grew up in a household where where abuse was was common.
2: Yeah, abuse his, his and father, alcoholism, right?
3: Yeah, his father was a was a vet with PTSD, and and so he you know he raises awareness both for uh. uh you know domestic abuse but also for ptsd and and you know the the sorts of terrible things that can happen when it's unrecognized and untreated
2: um, <sighs> He's such a good guy wouldn't you just like to you know like lay him down and give him a nice oily massage <laughs> <laughs> i mean I,
3: I get i mean if i had the choice i'd pick jonathan frakes but
2: i mean i didn't say i would but like maybe oh, or
3: levar burton
2: Oh well, now you're now you're really raising the ante here. Yeah, give Levar Burton a nice massage, man. I mean, I'm not saying I would do it, but I would do it. I mean, I've thought what it might be like to, you know, gently caress his bald head. (laughs) (laughs) Levar Burton, though, also
3: also a great choice for personal hero, because I mean. His commitment to to education and and uh, especially education of of black youth in America. Yeah. Um, And also, like, of course, recently now he's just been going the fuck off on Twitter. Oh, really? uh, For Black Lives Matter. And and, yeah,
2: I was going to say for good things, surely.
3: For good things. yeah, Yeah, obviously. But he is he is up in arms along with the rest of the country about about all of this
2: yeah dude I mean, I mean there are heroes that have emerged in this way like dude,
3: Kunta Kinte. i mean how can you not
2: yeah you know? yeah yeah you don't like you don't like star in fucking roots and then be like hmm a lot of black stuff happening <laughs> in america i, I, I don't really agree with how
3: they're protesting <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I guess i should i should probably take a sideline here at this critical time <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah no lavar Le- Le- burton's a great great dude as well
2: yeah, there's been a lot of people who have been, like, surprisingly um, vocal and honest during all this craziness. And I don't want to talk about it that much, but just, like, I have been highly <laughs> Jim surprised. Jim Carrey is a big one. <laughs> well, Jim Carrey, like, basically never shuts up about our uh, pig head president. He never stops. Yeah. yeah. I gained it 20 love times. It. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fun. But, like, I'm I'm thinking more like people that, like, you know, like, like fucking like, uh, Jim Mattis. Right. Yeah. Right. I love, I love mad dog Mattis. The thing is, so does fucking America, dude. America America really likes mad dog Mattis and it took a little bit of time and distance, but like he is among a handful of people who are taking the sort of whatever the personal hit is to actually voice what I think a lot of people know in their guts, which is like, like, Dude, the house is on fire and someone's holding the match. Yeah. Um, Not to get too yeah. serious, but just like <laughs> it, it's impressive to me. I mean, Colin Powell all but called out all of Congress uh, the other day. Right. Um, You know, he he said he's not going to vote for our president in the future. You know, uh, like a lifelong Republican. <laughs> What's uh,
3: our shit?
2: Well, you know, uh, on paper. <laughs> someone <laughs> lives in that house and so practically speaking and and title.
3: ostensibly holds the title yeah yeah,
2: yeah. it's a hell of a
3: lot of work but i have never once referred to him by that title in four years
2: dude it's been a you're right you haven't you've been very i mean like back to the beginnings of when we started doing this show mm-hmm. uh not
3: not once i i i have never referred to him by that title i i i Yeah, yeah, for what for whatever that's worth, it's it you know it's it hasn't affected the course of the country that much. But I can proudly say that I I (laughs) have never recognized him as such.
2: Ben, not my president, Reese. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, no, just like speaking of just like small profiles and courage or heroism or whatever, it is not easy uh, to uh, tell an entire nation that you are out of step with, you know, someone that powerful and, you know, granted a lot of these people are either essentially retired from government work or, you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't give them that much credit because they kind of sat there and, you know, uh, drank the Kool-Aid when it was important. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I think it's inspiring to see people be really direct and honest, especially when it's politically uh, disadvantageous, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 Fucking Mitt Mitt Romney went out and marched.
2: Yeah, how crazy yeah, is that Mitt shit Rom- of all people? Yeah, yeah. right. Mitt
3: White bread Romney. Binders <laughs> full of women. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. It's, it's really Mitt hard to binders march. Binders full of women, Romney. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to march when you gotta carry all those bikers. Yep. And all Went those out, women took a knee for black <laughs> lives. Believe it or not. It's it's really yeah. incredible. It is, it really is. Um You know, there's there's stuff like that happening all over the place. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not a big surprise that Tim Ryan was out here marching in Youngstown. Uh, You know, like that was not uh, totally surprising. It was impressive, but it wasn't like a shock, you know? Yeah. How
3: about the? Uh, if we're talking about heroes? How about the fucking ordinary men and women going out there? We don't you know, a lot of them, we don't know their names. We don't know. You know, they're not famous. They're not celebrities, but they're going out there and they're fucking.
2: Yeah. People okay. going into the streets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because the thing is. A point. Yes. Yeah. Um. It's it's not like a day goes by that I don't see either on Reddit or Twitter or something. You know, I guess it's been a couple of days now as things toned down. But for a few days there, it was like, um, yeah, I lost my eye. I was just standing there. Um, they rubber bulleted my eye, and it exploded. Yeah. yeah the
1: the public freakout subreddit has been a wealth of knowledge. It's been Ooh.
2: it's been crazy. They actually have several mega threads where they've been documenting every protest they can get their hands on. Yeah, which is um, crazy. I'm actually gonna while we're here. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, one. it's been it's been really really surprising because that's kind of like it's not that it's antithetical to what the subreddit is about. But like public freakout is about enjoying people losing their minds out on the street. Yeah. Uh, you know, the community has completely turned around on this. Uh, and, you know, you might expect the subreddit to be like snarky and cynical about this stuff, but it's really like the mods are working around the clock to document pro- to protests around the world because they think it's important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they have, I mean, like really, really detailed.
2: Yeah. No, it's crazy. I, I I wish I knew where the mega threads went cuz they were pinned uh but they they seem to have since maybe they're somewhere off in the sidebar but they've been they've been busy as hell trying to make sure that the world sees this shit. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's actually a really great one right now. It's uh it's like the fourth most popular one right now. It's uh called an attempt to stop a feminist yeah. LGBT rally I see and it. a a guy Trying to tear a poster in half and he can't do it. <laughs> oh, I'm watching it. Oh my god, it's so this good!
1: <laughs>
4: really,
2: he's, like... oh, he's bending it. He, <laughs> it's just, back and forth. he just can't. He's like trying to use his knee and he just can't <laughs> do it. Oh, oh. yeah. What good a job, you, you fucking asshole.
3: <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that video that was going around for a while of the dude? It was like an Antifa rally, and it's it's this person with a fucking, uh, like it's it's this person on the on the wrong side, you know, the anti-Antifa side. Oh, yeah. right, the anti-Antifa, um, and she's filming this dude. <laughs> anti antifas
1: uh, pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: try them now. <laughs> it, vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. And vanilla.
3: <laughs> uh, so, uh, no, but she's filming this guy, and he just like gives a smirk to the camera and does like a little roundhouse kick and ends up kicking her fucking phone clean out of her hand. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, it's so fucking. I gotta see if I can find it. But, That's um, amazing. Yeah, God, I. This is this is definitely different, though, right? Like this is it feels different. it's definitely not, feels this different. is nowhere near what, like this is far beyond what Ferguson was.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, yes, it well. is for a number of reasons, and not the least of which is that people in nations around the world are marching, you know, in solidarity yeah. with Black Americans, which I yeah. don't think ever happened to the scale. I mean, if you've seen like the videos of like you know french streets packed with you know thousands yeah. um it's I, I i don't know the new york times ran an article today it's funny you ask this um which is uh basically saying you know um uh, that this is the turning point and they you know of course it's it's you you're reluctant to say this every time but the on like the measurables say this is different
3: yeah i i i found the video it's uh the woman doing the recording is pro-life. It's a it's a it's, it's a rally okay. for uh, women's reproductive rights.
2: Is send what it. Is. Let's watch it and uh, not let the audience hear this. Oh yeah, yeah great. Yeah,
4: <laughs>
1: right.
2: I'm still gonna send it.
3: <laughs> I gonna fucking send it. Uh, uh,
2: there we are. All right. Canadian man assaults pro-life. <laughs> I cut off. Oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let's
3: yeah, see. assault is maybe the wrong word for it. Uh, uh he, I don't I don't, think, I don't think any charges were were prese- uh given to this guy. Um oh, it's a uh, 50 uh 58 seconds.
2: Okay, so I've Ooh. skipped a oh. ahead. Nice kick. <laughs> I'm not listening to what he's saying, but I'm assuming I'm he's saying some bigoted shit. Yeah, he's he's he's
3: He's he's pro-choice like this is a this is a women's reproductive rights rally. Wait,
2: what? <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, what?
3: Yeah, the, the guy in the video is is on the right side. Yeah,
1: right. The woman
2: with That's the, the camera is on the wrong side. In case you didn't
1: tell by how he looked, he's
2: definitely liberal. Why did yeah. he? Kick, why did he kick a woman who's filming him? Fuck this he, guy.
3: Well, he, uh, uh, according to him, he didn't mean to make contact <sighs> He just wanted to do a little spin kick without actually contacting her, but it just happened to kick the phone right out of her hand.
2: Yeah, I, I uh, that's funny, but I'm not on this guy's side. That shit is expensive.
3: Uh, yeah, but fuck her.
1: Yeah, but fuck her. <laughs> right. You, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. Fuck that. Oh, fuck spe- that lady. Speaking
3: of heroes, how about George Carlin?
1: Oh, George Carlin was always a hero. Yeah.
3: You ever, you, in his own words, you ever notice how, how, uh, uh, women who are pro who are pro-life are women you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place. He said um, people.
1: And he said was "You ever notice the people the people, people. who uh, are against abortion are the people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? That's how he um, opened that's how he opened a comedy special.
4: Yeah.
1: He came <laughs> out and right. told the crowd to shut up and then he started he opened with that line.
2: God, yeah. what if like that's fearless as a comedian goes. I mean, like yeah. that's how you know you've made it where <laughs> you don't even have, don't even have to, to to question whether that will get your audience on your side to tell them yeah. to shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and Car- Carlin was to, like a
2: <laughs> philosopher more than a comedian.
3: Yeah, and and getting back on like the angry atheist thing, like how many how many fucking neckbeards have you seen online who who think they're the next George Carlin just because they're edgy and don't oh understand God. why George Carlin was funny? You know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's uh like comedy is such an inscrutable craft. Yeah. Right? Like understanding why it works, what you can get get away with, and like how to get away with it. Um That's it, the
3: big thing, how to get away with it. <laughs>
2: yeah like you have to earn an audience. you have to do it right. basically every night and you come with some collateral, but like you're still working them. it's not it's like dough or something where you have to like like develop it and it's uh in its, in it's' natural form. it can only be like so good until it's like like primed like comedy is such a craft um and it's not just writing and it's not just you know speaking well, it's like reading the room, yeah yeah um yeah. And, <laughs>
3: But yeah, George Carlin fucking hero to comedy, man.
2: Yeah, I was just I I, I was talking with Matt Craig about George Carlin recently. Oh, yeah, it was just interesting because we were like comparing and contrasting him with Bill Hicks. As you do. Uh, Yeah, right. I was going to say that's pretty. Yeah, I mean, like it's those those two. I mean, they they lend themselves to that. But it's like the the thing that we were talking about that's just very interesting is like, I do think Carlin at his core, especially at the end was pretty cynical. I don't think that's yes. controversial. Yeah, he definitely was. And while yeah. Bill Hicks could be seen that way, I don't think he was a cynic at all. I think, you know, at, like the heart of him, he like Bill Hicks, like, like, yeah, he'd laugh at the world and, you know, kind of give the world the finger, but like he believed in humanity and it became increasingly yeah. obvious as time went on. Right. Yes. Um. Yeah, not, for sure. Not that that's necessarily relevant to what we're talking about. But- yeah, no, sorry. I
1: was like, I, I, oh yeah, it's, we kind of we've, we've jumped all over the place here yeah um, but
2: yeah which is kind of what this podcast is all
3: about
1: yeah so that's end. sort of what we do
2: um uh, to the podcast guys <laughs> <laughs> do you guys uh you guys feel like taking a break i mean we haven't yeah. barely covered all of it that, that we could talk about but it you know we're like right around in the hour flat so
1: yeah you know fuck it whatever who cares
2: yeah fuck <laughs> it fuck um, it
3: yeah, let's do it
2: okay fuck so. it so yeah, we'll take a break here and then we'll come back. Did you guys take any notes? I took some notes. Oh <laughs> shit. I haven't. Been yeah. Up, sorry. I took some notes. You yeah. better start racking your brain, boy. Hello? Um, but yeah, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a minute with our recommendations. And of course, what we learned, if we learned anything at all, stick around. Bye. Nice. We're back. Oh god! Oh no! <sighs> hey, what's the what's the runtime on Star Wars Episode Nine? Do you know? I don't know. Who
1: Fucking cares.
2: Yeah. It's not, uh, hold on. I'll look it's it not, up. That it's yeah. not that long. It's
1: not
3: that long. Walker runtime is uh, two hours twenty two minutes.
2: Mm, yeah, we're probably not going to be able to squeeze this in tonight. That's okay.
1: Uh, I'm going to I'm going to do a rewatch tonight. I think uh, for oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dan's sake. When are All you? I uh,
2: do,
1: when are you guys doing the next
2: one? Tomorrow morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Shit. Okay. Yeah, you should probably watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I
1: just watched it, so it's pretty,
2: you know, unfortunately, fresh in my head. Oh, um, I but, I, hate, I hate that I'm not going to probably love this uh based on what i'm hearing uh you're
1: not uh, I, well i mean i i like i'm just guessing but i don't think you will um yeah i don't know hey also everybody check out sequelize this
2: you can oh, listen to yeah, it on that's...
1: spotify and on google podcasts
2: uh that is a shared recommendation i recommend yeah. it as well you should check it out it's
1: dan and i's new podcast where we bitch about Star Wars? <laughs>
2: no, no, it's the podcast where you uh, talk about The Godfather Part Two. Eventually,
1: yeah, I mean, eventually, yeah, <laughs> we'll get that's there. That's the that's the crown jewel of the podcast,
2: <laughs> right? Um, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we're back. Uh, I uh, have a piece of pizza in front of me, and I'm a happy boy. Um, do we want to talk about recommendations? Have we anything?
3: I do have one. Oh yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh, I was given a Steam gift card by my brother, who who sh- we share a birthday, and so we you know we exchange gifts because that makes complete and total sense. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, when it's on the when it's on the same day, it feels a little silly, I guess.
3: It's a zero sum gift exchange, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> But no, he he got me a Steam gift card, and uh, part of that gift card went into buying uh, for twenty dollars, which is, I I feel is well worth it because it supports uh, a team of of peer fans. This is a labor of love that has been in development for many many years. Uh, the Valve endorsed remake of Half Life One Black Mesa. Oh, yes. sweet! Uh not all that long ago, maybe just just as little as a month ago, uh version one point was finally released. Uh and I have been playing it and it's awesome in every way.
2: Is it that um, good?
3: It's that good. Uh the soundtrack is completely original, the voice lines are completely original. Uh several of the maps have been redesigned. Uh remember that fucking tram part in the first game where you're on the tram and you to redirect the Guess what? You don't have to redirect the fucking tracks anymore. It's it, it, a lot of the frustrating parts of Half-Life 1 have been have been redone so that they are uh uh they flow better, you know? Yeah, right. If that makes sense? Um Excellent. This yeah, really like- is it's just a labor of love that these people did just because they're huge fans of Half-Life. And uh the part that took them the longest was Zen. That's a big reason why it uh uh didn't release sooner mm-hmm. um but i've been playing it and like dude they went they went balls to the wall with this with yeah it's that, it's not just like a slap together like a, like all the you know the textures the assets are so crisp and and yeah so i'm looking at some
2: screenshots here me too. i'm like oogling it
3: yeah again all the voice lines are redone they they um they change up one or two things to bring it into line with the plot of Half Life Two. So, like, you'll run into, you know, Doctor Kleiner and Eli Vance. Mm. Uh, uh. Yeah. They put a lot of time and effort into this, and it really, really shows. Um, so
2: it's a remake. It's third party. How mm-hmm. do they get the right to do this?
3: I don't know. Val- Valve completely yeah. endorses it. Um, it's on Steam, you know. Yeah, right. Obviously, uh, they, they've been working on this for many, many, many years, and and Valve has given them their their full support and everything,
1: which is great.
2: It's um, great.
3: Yeah, Valve has always been perfectly fine with people, you know, modding their games. Uh, that's one of the reasons for Half Life' successes is how open ended and moddable it is. You know. Yeah. Um. Wow. Uh. But yeah, so it's all uh, of course done in source. Uh. The weapons uh, pre- pretty much feel the same, but, you know, with their sound effects and and the, the punch that, they you know, you can really feel now, uh, and, and of course how gorgeous they look, uh, it really feels like playing it again for the first time, and it's great. Yeah,
1: yeah it looks um, incredible. I mean, just like...
3: So I, yeah, I fully recommend... Uh, supporting these guys, uh, spending spending twenty bucks on on this fan made labor of love, this remake of the original Half Life, uh, and uh fucking enjoying the hell out of it.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's you know, I like it's a I tribute love to one part.
3: of the biggest pieces of of PC gaming history of all time.
2: I really like that the company is named Crowbar Collective. It's yeah, such, it's such yeah. a perfect <laughs> nod to like that iconic crowbar. Yeah, man. They have and, a large uh, team.
3: They, yeah. Yeah, dude. Um Yeah, that team uh easily fills up the trans sequence at the beginning of the game, the, the beginning of the game credits. Uh yeah, easily fills up all that time. Um <laughs> I will I will say too, like the, the progression at which you get weapons and everything is is very different uh from what it was in the first Half-Life. So you you will spend some some time early game getting very familiar with your crowbar.
2: Um sweet.
3: A lot more than you did in the original Half-Life, <laughs> to, to be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that that did go kind of fast, didn't it?
3: Yeah, it it makes up for it by putting in uh flares that you can pick up and throw at the zombies and it'll set them on fire. Um you you have a um you have a Barney with you assuming you keep him alive uh so you can you know he'll he'll lay down fire and you you know you'll you can run up and chuck this lit flare at the zombies to light them on fire so you're not you you're know, not totally relying on the crowbar for for those early stages but you do rely on the crowbar a lot longer than you did in the original game
2: I think that's cool like taking a game like half-life which is like at the time it was released a perfect mm-hmm. game right yeah but the, like as game conventions moved in a certain direction there are like Friction points you know of game design that uh like yeah, right. developers kinda like eased and and changed up, and you know like what was considered a um like a tedious thing back then uh, you know or now what's now tedious was not so tedious then like yeah, I like that they gave it the the treatment of making it like really lovable for the modern player, yeah, it,
3: yeah, it does a fantastic job of that, um and again, I highly it for twenty dollars, you can't go wrong. Um yeah. yeah Uh uh if you if you got 20 bucks lying around burning a hole in your wallet, you know, uh give it a give it a go. Black I got, that,
1: uh, got that COVID support money, buddy. So you better believe <laughs> I
2: got money burning <laughs> a hole in my wallet. <laughs> God, this seems like a great, great spend for 20 bucks though.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah it really does. Yeah, it's yeah. worth it. Support those developers, man. They worked really fucking hard on this.
2: For a long time, right?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like They've re- been working on this forever,
3: trying to reproduce what uh, some of the things the original team did. Uh, they they said it was not easy, but uh, they yeah, by God, they did it. Wow,
1: wow, oh wow, wow, wow. <laughs> uh, I have uh, I have two that I'm going to talk about briefly, if that's okay with you guys. Um, I, no. I'll allow it. Oh, I Uh The first one's a movie that you can watch. A movie, a real uh, movie. A movie. You can watch it. It was on um, Amazon Instant Video. I actually, you know, I lied. I believe it's also on uh, Netflix right now as well. Um, it's called The Death of Stalin. Oh, um, I want to see that. So it is. Yeah, it's a. It's. A, it's. A, I would call it a black comedy. It's pretty. Um, <laughs> it's pretty dark with a lot of. The stuff that we're dealing with here, uh, sure. but it's basically it's basically as the name implies about the the death of uh, Joseph Stalin, uh, as told from the the perspective and the surroundings of um, basically his interior cabinet of uh, the people who were, you know, responsible for propping him up all his all his ministers of power. Um, uh it has a crazy good all-star cast uh Jason Isaacs uh Jeffrey Tambor um uh Steve Buscemi plays uh Khrushchev um <laughs> in, in a really really funny role and it's basically like the movie uh opens
3: it, uh, it looked hilarious <laughs> it is
1: it is it is like at at stages laugh out loud hilarious it is really funny
4: um
1: <laughs> The movie opens with uh with uh you know uh Stalin basically at a dinner party with some of his uh some of his ministers and uh he's listening to a radio broadcast of a uh like an orchestra show that's happening um live somewhere and uh at the conclusion of the show after the dinner party he goes to his room and he calls one of his uh one of his people and he asks for a uh like a vinyl recording of the show that he just heard. So they send somebody down to the to the concert hall where the concert had just happened and people are getting up and getting ready to leave. And uh, as it turns out, they didn't record that. So everybody, they be like sits back down and basically they replay the whole thing and recut it on wax. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> and it's still
1: deli- it's delivered to Stalin uh, later because they had to like redo the whole fucking thing. So it's delivered to Stalin who promptly puts it on his record player, um, and reads a note written by one of the musicians, which basically says, fuck you, you worthless piece of shit. He chuckles at it and then has a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's fucking like, uh, completely passes out in his own filth and dies right there on the, or almost dies right there on the, uh, on the floor and stays there all night. Oh. Because nobody went in to check on him. Everybody, right. you know. Um, so the movie basically is just the this this uh slapsticky kind of cast of um idiots. <laughs> his his uh interior ministry basically. Um, you know, trying to uh, jockey with who's going to take power, which of course we all know Khrushchev uh does. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah it's them uh kind of like you know jockeying for position and uh all the horrible dark things that go along with the soviet union uh, and you can imagine where where things go from there um it is outrageously funny at uh, at certain points uh, Trisha and I both really really loved it uh hilarious you should uh check it out it's free right now I uh, second one, uh, also briefly, I'm going to recommend you watch uh, uh, Killer Mike, uh, one half of Run the Jewels. Uh, yeah, uh, has a uh, show on uh, Netflix called Trigger Warning with Killer Mike. Uh, it's only six episodes long right now. It's, uh, it's basically a documentary series uh, about – uh issues that affect the the black community in the u.s and like trying to you know he's always been an activist his family has always had activists in it so it's basically him trying to raise these issues up um to the public eye uh and he does this in uh you know i honestly i think a part of the main goal of it you know aside from like being to 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 deliver you a message is also really funny there's a really good way to get your message across so there's parts of the show that are really, really funny. If you're gonna start with an episode, I, I think I recommend the one where uh he he's basically trying to live black for 48 hours.
2: Oh that's uh that's the first episode. Is it the first episode? Oh yeah, yeah so yeah. there you go. If we started so, watching it, that's the very first one. And, and um, I forget it's called Living Black.
1: Living Black, yeah. So the whole idea is that um you know, businesses in the white community can keep a dollar in other businesses and in in like the pockets of white people for 21 days in the yeah. uh, Jewish community, it goes up to like 26 days. And in the like Korean or Asian community, it's like thir- almost 30 days. Like it's crazy. Yeah. The Black community, it's six hours because there's
2: so few. Uh, yeah, you don't have uh, enough black owned businesses to support right. the you have to have.
1: So he he basically goes out of his way to try and live black for 48 hours before one of his shows, with, you know, buying black, you know, black from black owned business owners, uh, buying, you know, from like black only products from black farmers, things like that, um, which, you know, as he discovers and as you see it through the show is like almost fucking impossible because there's such little market for it like there is with uh, with other races in this country. Um, yeah. Yeah. it is.
3: I don't Ko- know how f- Koreans are exotic. Is yeah, well. <laughs> 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 it's <laughs> <curious> <laughs> Orient.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it's, a white,
3: it's a white people fucking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who can imagine the great mysteries of the, of the Orient? <laughs> no,
1: I, what it what it boils down to is people tended like. Uh, in particular, like like uh, minority community, uh, you know, Korean, uh, Jewish, you know, they 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 buy from their own businesses. They have that network.
2: Yeah, um, it's possible. Yes. Yeah. To, to specifically spend every dollar at a business owned within your community. Right. If you wanted to if you wanted to do that, it's possible in a way that it is not necessarily possible for Black people in America to do the yeah. same thing.
1: Yeah, I don't like I don't want to like spoil it, but, but Killer Mike basically has struggles to eat for 2 days because he can't, you know. And I don't know how far you got Dave, but there's like a scene where he's at the barbecue with uh, with yes. LP, the other half of from the Jewels.
2: Yeah.
1: LP like drops a bomb on him that he wasn't ready for and he basically has to pack his dinner up to go cuz he
2: can't eat it. Yeah, he basically is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, right, where he did a black business, like, uh, hey, where were, where was that, where was that potato grown or whatever? Is that- <laughs> yeah, it
1: was, was where, like, were, where was that cow raised?
2: Yeah, and so he's going to ask the business owner, like, uh, do you, please tell me that you know where this came from. And he's like, no, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to take that to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Um, yeah, so it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's super socially conscious. Uh, at times, it's really, really funny. Uh, and oh, it's yeah. designed—it's designed to make you think, um, and I think he does a really good job. I hope he gets picked up for another season because I had a blast watching the first season.
2: Yeah, like it's on. On one hand, it's a serious show talking about serious issues. On the other hand, it is entertainment primarily, yeah. and so I mean, it—it like, does a good job of like you know just just you know put your head in the space, but also you know you can have a good time.
1: Yeah, he's not stupid. He knows how to, uh, I think he, he's a pretty smart, pretty funny guy, and I think he knows how to get his message across.
2: Oh, God, the, uh, I think the second episode, I had to, I'm looking at my watch history so I can remember, the second episode is called Fuck School. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> opens with one of my favorite sequences uh that I've seen so far, uh, where he's talking to school children. And yeah, little kids, yeah. The way he handles school kids on issues of race is, uh pretty fucking good <laughs> yeah it is yeah really good actually yeah it's yeah. worth a watch for sure it
1: is yeah it's it's a it's a good watch yeah well dave that's just you homeboy
2: yeah i don't uh, i don't like anything i don't oh, care oh, okay. to share anything so uh, what
1: have we learned
2: <laughs> no. um no yeah i was i was actually kind of struggling with which what things to recommend um uh I feel like what I would like to do is when I feel like. So, the last time Dan was on, I feel like he recommended Space Force. Woo! I could be wrong.
3: Oh, did you see?
2: I think he did, actually. The
3: United States military might lose a trademark battle to Netflix over the name Space
2: Force. <laughs> Are you kidding?
3: No. I, you can't write this shit.
2: Oh, it's too good. Oh, no, I did not.
3: You can't write this shit, man.
2: That's incredible. <laughs> That's. I mean, like, the thing is, obviously the show is patterned directly after the real Space Force, but it's amazing they didn't think to, like, tidy up that IP before they like let (laughs) that roll into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Dan did
1: not recommend it on the show, incidentally, because it just came out, but he did recommend it to us, you know, as a group.
2: Right. Oh, okay. Because I know I've heard him say he liked it. Maybe it wasn't on the show. Hmm. Um but let me just say we've watched several episodes now. I think we've seen like half of the season. Um and I Christy and I, you know, read a lot of articles about this show before it came out. Um, because we basically have the same Google feed, so we see the same stories and then end up telling each other. I mean, like, yeah, I read that already. Um a lot of people seemed to be kind of down on the show before it before it aired. So like all the reviewers who had advanced access copies were kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, it's no the office, right? Um mm-hmm. I am. I am here to say it is good, and I think it's worth watching. Um, I agree with Dan's assessment uh, of this show. I I would say, um, it's a kind of a soft recommendation. I mean, okay. like, I don't know if this show will become incredible or if it will just stay good, but it's good, and I I don't understand the people who who described it as like laughless and joyless because really? there were those who did yeah people said that um shields of the US government i would yeah, assume
3: <laughs> you have to you have to realize the average television viewer is what scientists call a moron
2: well yes. the average television critic maybe even more so yes yeah but well, uh-huh. yeah
3: these are these are people who are paid to find flaws in everything and nitpick
2: right like and,
3: and don't have joy in their lives and probably don't get laid off enough
2: there are things to enjoy in this show. And it's crazy to me that people dismissed it as totally laughless. Cause like maybe, I mean, like first of all, every show in its first season is finding its feet. Very few shows do not go through some kind of growing pains. Even oddly, like when you watch the first season of breaking bad, it's not what breaking bad became. No, not at all. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's like, it shows a lot of promise, but it's not, it, it wasn't epic. Um, shows and movies and books need time to develop their stories. And I think that this show does a pretty solid job most of the time in trying to establish itself. Um, I haven't seen the whole first season. Like I said, we watched like the first, uh, what, like, uh, four episodes. Um, so we're about halfway through, but it does a fairly good job. Um, the 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 I think the one complaint I have is that Steve Carell's character to his general mark naird um mm-hmm. <laughs> is like he's like deliberately gruff like uh he he like kind of talks like this all the time, and yeah hat and type, yes, exactly, and it's like a caricature that goes a little bit outside even like what his comfortable range is, you know, yeah, so it kind of you know it's not perfect um. But there's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff in this show. I think one of my <laughs> one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, things is his rivalry with this guy. The actor's name I can't uh, remember, and actually his character's name is I I'm blanking on it. But it's it's like a obvious like pun or like a like a dirty joke in a name. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and they're like having like this tense face to face and uh mark Naird doesn't even think of the obvious joke to call him <laughs> okay I, I wish i could think of what it was it would be great if i could remember what the fuck his name was but you know it's just like he's uh he's like a little bit dense uh in some ways um i don't know i think it's a good show so far and the the, the supporting cast is great obviously i fucking love john malkovich in oh everything. yeah in everything yeah, oh, I didn't
3: a... realize he was in this. Oh yeah. yeah,
2: he plays like the senior science advisor. He's basically the head of the science team. Um...
3: Don't shoot! I'm with the science team. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, honestly, he's uh, he's like basically a slightly uh, softer version of that. Uh, he, um, uh, yeah, there's a uh, uh, so Lisa Kudrow plays his wife who uh, pretty hilariously, very early on in the season, she's in prison and we don't know why. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, and she clearly has a bunk mate and there's stuff going on. Uh, okay. <laughs> and that's all like revealed very, very early. Like, like Mark Naird is alone. He's like a single dad. Yeah. He's like running Space Force, which is a position no one wanted and everyone makes fun of him for. Um, the only person he's allowed to like make fun of essentially is the coast guard <laughs> you know like the, the the chief of the Coast Guard or whatever, so like he's like kind of uh he's kind of like a natural like we want to root for him, even though he's kind of gruff and all that he's he's like trying to like be a dad and be a boss, and like you know he has this shitty job and all that and um, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say too much more about it, but um. It's finding its footing. I haven't seen the whole season. I would not describe it as joyless or laughless. I think that reviews like that are completely uh, unfair. Uh, and uh, you should watch at least the pilot and decide if you care about it. All right. So, that's that. Stat. That's that's that. Yeah. I'll
3: give it a shot, at the very that's least. Fun?
2: Yeah, give it episode one. If you hate it at the end of episode one, like really hate it, you won't and probably like right any of it. Right I, off. <laughs>
3: you know, I I, very rarely hate anything right out of the gate.
2: Yeah. You know? I mean, it might never become great, but it is good. And I just feel like it deserves a little bit of defense, you know? Sure. he yeah. TFOOTS. Oh,
1: don't say that because you're just going to fucking make me sad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> make you miss sports more. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hockey's coming back eventually.
1: Yeah, eventually, the like, the, like in August maybe. <laughs> so I it was next month? No, it's not next month.
2: Oh, we did,
1: we were actually we we were on the break here. We were just talking about it. Um, yeah, it would be as early as the end of next month if they decided to start it. Ooh. Right, which
3: doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense, right? Like- no,
2: not at all. But whatever. You know, I heard someone saying that the NHL is seriously considering moving its entire season into this part of the year because of there being less competition essentially with other leagues. Yeah. Like other sports. They might actually move the entirety of the NHL schedule into a less competitive window. Yeah.
3: What? The middle of the fucking summer?
2: I, I mean, dude, I don't, you know. me? Just, I don't know. Are you
3: fucking
2: I don't know. They're planning on moving it Because there's less to compete with.
1: I'd be okay even if they bumped it up a little earlier, like if they started in uh, like the preseason started in August instead of September. Yeah,
2: that makes sense to me. That's a little baffling to imagine an ice sport being played specifically in summer just because the NFL isn't doing shit. You yeah, just
3: can't, can't fucking abolish like the Winter Classic. What the fuck are you? You can't play the Winter Classic <laughs> in October. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs>
2: I don't know, dude. That's just what I read. They're they're seriously considering it because of just straight up profit. Like, you know, there's you, you know you, you're gonna split the sports wallet if uh, you know football in America is down. How about we
3: just light Gary Bettman on fire? <laughs> and that'll solve that'll solve a lot of problems at once. Yeah,
2: that's an option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, let's just wrap this up, boys. Did we learn something? I learned four things.
1: Yeah, me too. I learned uh God is very inefficient with his horsemen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta
3: budget your horsemen better. You, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> learn to delegate tasks to horsemen of similar responsibilities.
2: <laughs> I uh, I learned that French Stewart is out there squinting into the sun somewhere. Yes,
1: I wrote that too. Wherever French Stewart is, he's probably squinting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I learned that you shouldn't lie to get laid unless you're really horny. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I wrote here, Ben's teacher taught me that it's okay to be ahead of the curve on social issues. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Ben's rain teacher. Rain teacher. Ben Stiller gave us the opportunity to read the entire history of Japan. Yes, uh, from Bill Wirtz.
1: Yes, and the, well, and that like Ben's entire history of Japan went on to become the movie The Great Wall starring Matt Damon. <laughs> oh
3: my god!
2: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah famous
3: famous Japanese actor Matt Damon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> famous Japanese actor Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I learned that Auntie Antifa's pretzels come in vanilla, <laughs> vanilla, vanilla and yes. vanilla. Excellent.
1: Yeah, I wrote that too. Um,
3: <laughs> take the whitest snack food ever to be invented, the pretzel, <laughs>
2: Fair. and somehow
3: make it whiter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Drizzling it in white chocolate. Mm. Uh, mm. Is that all actually, we learned? Actually, I think that, that's, that's all we learned. Great. <laughs> It does sound fucking great. Yeah, dude, we're joking here. I would eat a pretzel covered in so many things right now. Absolutely. I, yeah. I you know, I, I don't care if it is the whitest pretzel on earth.
3: White chocolate, normal chocolate, doesn't fucking matter.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, is that all we learned? I think that's all we learned yeah i, I neglected
3: to take notes and i apologize but yeah, yeah. Like... I'm sorry whatever fuck it who cares that, no, that, no that is
1: bullshit anyway
3: <laughs> 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 Yeah, right. uh, sorry
1: we've been sorry we've been missing for so long guys we're gonna try and be back a little bit more and...
2: it's that's mostly on me this time i it might be on us collectively but it's on me this time so Man, you
1: fucking piece fuck. of shit stupid,
2: stupid asshole christ dick <laughs> it's all right <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll try to do this more regularly i want to try and keep to the every two weeks yeah it's a good idea at least yeah it's like a good pace for us it uh especially right now up. normalcy yeah well like a it's good for normalcy b nothing happens uh, anymore so we need like two <laughs> weeks all right yeah. to recharge
3: um speaking of nothing happening uh i i I have a suggestion for something that could happen if you guys want to go golfing sometime
2: anytime you
1: want buddy anytime you want (laughs) i uh
2: i'm obviously very bad at this but i kind of want to hit up the par three it's like a manageable man yeah Yeah. anytime you want anytime you guys want
3: it's it's easy to social distance it's easy to do everything there
2: yeah, I mean, it just uh, it seems like an appropriate challenge for me. So,
1: yeah, anytime you yeah. guys want.
2: Hell yeah, let's uh, let's talk after the show. But uh... yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, thanks, guys. This is nice. Um, thanks, people, for listening. Oh, uh, nice. We could presume we could, we will presumably be be back in two weeks. Yeah. Be, dee. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, thanks again. See you next time. Have a good two weeks. Bye-bye.
3: Bye bye. bye d- Oh river. Wow. <inaudible>